Hello, I'm Andy Ward. This is the third in a series of lots of stories. This is a horror story I've written entitled Robert Rocksteady Goes to the Beach. Robert Rocksteady opened his curtains and looked out. Ah, what a beautiful day, he remarked to himself. The sun was shining and the wind blew a gentle breeze in his face. It smelled vaguely of Dolmio. Robert checked his calendar. Ah, yes, it was Dolmio Day. That explained it all. Robert poured himself a bowl of cocoa pops and doused them in milk. He sat and watched as the milk slowly went chocolatey. Robert was fairly sure that he could live to a hundred and never get tired of this. Having enjoyed the chocolatization of his milk, he then threw the cocoa pops in the bin. He hated the taste of them, but he loved the magic. He began to cook himself some bacon. Half an hour later, his bacon was ready. He took it off the hob and threw it in a bowl of milk. Robert then sat and watched as the milk went bacony. Then he threw the whole concoction away and ate a slice of toast. Robert wasted a lot of food this way. This was especially cruel as he was the head of an orphanage. Sometimes he made the starving orphans sit and watch as he threw entire milk-soaked roast chickens in the bin. Sometimes he would take them into the garden, load a cannon with sticky toffee puddings, and then watch their faces as he shot them all onto the horizon. Robert was a cruel, cruel man. It was strange that he had been entrusted to run an orphanage, but evidently there had been some kind of clerical error, and now he found himself earning twenty billion pounds a week and living in a giant mansion, albeit a mansion swamped with orphans. Robert chewed his toast and wondered how he was going to spend this delightful day. He looked out again at the lawn of the orphanage. The orphans were happily playing on the swings. Robert could not have this. He removed his shotgun from the cupboard and took careful aim. Pulling the trigger, he was pleased to see that he found his mark. His cartridges hit the frame of the swings, blowing it apart and sending the whole thing crashing to the ground. The orphans screamed and ran away. "'Press my trousers!' shouted Robert as they scrambled for safety. He was probably a little bit drunk. Even so, his trousers needed pressing, and he wasn't going to do it himself. Not on such a fine day. No, today would be a day of leisure. He would go to the beach. A delightful day at the beach. Or so he thought. Robert pulled up at the beach in his Ferrari Brillianto just after noon. He removed his towel and trunks from the boot of the car and lit a cigarette. Alas, he lit it too close to his trunks, which promptly went up in flames. Robert swore to himself. Now he'd have to find some new trunks. Thankfully, and somewhat coincidentally, he turned around to be confronted by a strange occurrence. It looked like some kind of dark, abandoned shop. Some of the windows were boarded up, yet the door was swinging open. On the front was scrawled the word, Trunks, in a thick red ink, almost blood-like. Robert thought nothing of it. Evidently his luck was in. This place would provide him with the trunks he needed. Robert walked into the shop. It was surprisingly dark inside. The only illumination to the place was provided by candles that were littered about aimlessly. Hello, Robert called out. He heard a scuttling noise. Is there anybody here? Are you looking for some trunks? said a voice from the darkness. Yes, I need some trunks, said Robert. 
for swimming and stuff. Are you Robert Rocksteady, said the voice. Robert wasn't sure where it was coming from, but he was now very confused. Yes, I am. How did you know, he asked. We've been expecting you, Robert, said the voice. Finally, a figure emerged from the darkness. It was hunched over and draped in a robe so its face was barely visible. It was short and smelled sort of like the Armani Code. I think that these trunks will be to your liking, sneered the figure as he handed Robert a pair of red board shorts. Hmm, said Robert as he examined the trunks. Okay, these will do. How much are they? They're free, Robert. Compliments of the house, hissed the voice as he slowly began to amble back into the darkness. Free. Why are they free, asked Robert, slightly chilled by these events now. You are Robert Rocksteady, are you not? said the voice. Yes, I am, replied Robert. Then they are free. Accept our gift, said the figure, smiling menacingly as he disappeared into the shadows. Robert looked at the board shorts. They were kind of strange looking and smelled a bit funny. Definitely not like the Armani code. Still, they were the only short that Robert had, and he did want to go swimming. Perhaps the sea would wash away the strange odour. Robert dressed himself in his new trunks in a nearby changing room, and headed towards the beach. He thought he spotted an orphan hiding behind a bush, so he threw a grenade just to be sure. The bush was decimated, but there was no orphan there, thankfully. Robert remained, however, a bad man. He reached the beach and was greeted by a stranger. Hello, said the figure. It was tall. Taller than the trunks man, but similarly dressed. Robert thought this a little strange, but perhaps it was just coincidence. The figure spoke again. Would you like to rent a deck chair? It said. I would, actually, yes, said Robert. How much do they cost? They're free, chuckled the stranger. For you, at least. Robert didn't understand what was going on. Why is everything free for me? How do you know who I am? he asked. You are the famed Robert Rocksteady of the orphanage on the hill, are you not? Everybody knows of Robert Rocksteady, said the stranger, gesturing towards a deck chair. Please, accept our gratitude. Robert looked at the deck chair. There was something funny looking about it, but he couldn't quite make it out. Squinting, he was surprised by what he saw. That deck chair looks just like Art Garfunkel, he said, confused. It is our special chair, said the stranger. Only special people get to sit in the special chair, he said with a sinister smile. What about that deck chair? Can't I sit in that deck chair, said Robert, pointing towards a regular deck chair. No, snapped the stranger. You must sit in the Garfunkel chair. I'm not sure I'm entirely comfortable with this, said Robert. I mean, it literally looks exactly like Art Garfunkel. I never thought a deck chair could look so much like a person. It would be like I was sitting on Art Garfunkel. Do you want a deck chair or not? snarled the stranger. I, I do, but don't you have any that look less like famous singers? asked Robert. No, said the stranger. It's either the Art Garfunkel deck chair, or perhaps you'd prefer to spend some time in the Des O'Connor hammock.
said the stranger threateningly. Okay, fine, I'll take the deck chair, said Robert. The stranger laughed an evil laugh as he slowly ambled across the deck chair. As he got nearer and nearer, it became more and more clear that this was not just a deck chair that looked like Art Garfunkel. It was a deck chair that was Art Garfunkel. He found himself staring at a deck chair that possessed the very face of Art Garfunkel. The deck chair smiled. Sit down, it said. I'm pretty just sit on the sand, actually, said Robert. The deck chair made near-piercing shriek that made Robert drop his trunks. Sit down, screamed the deck chair. Robert did. He sat in the deck chair nervously. I'm going to play you a tune now. Are you ready? said the deck chair. Robert nodded nervously. The deck chair withdrew a flute from nowhere and began to gently play. Robert wasn't sure he'd ever heard this tune before. It was bizarre and mystical, but strangely soothing. He began to relax a little bit more. However, this was short-lived. As the deck chair continued to play, Robert noticed something happening. Tiny creatures were emerging from the sea and slowly scuttling across to him. Hundreds of them. They came ever closer. As they did, the horror became ever more apparent. They were some kind of sea scorpion. They began to circle around the deck chair, who continued to play, enchanting the scorpions with his music. Soon the sand around the chair was completely covered in scorpions. They stood still, waiting. The deck chair finished its tune. What's going on? said Robert, terrified. You should have been kinder to the orphans, Robert, and now you shall pay, replied the deck chair. But none of this makes any sense, protested Robert. Oh, doesn't it, Robert? sneered the deck chair. No, said Robert. All right, well, that's a shame, conceded the deck chair. Oh, and by the way, your trunks are made of scorpion food, it added. What? screamed Robert. Yeah, I guess I should have mentioned that earlier. The things make more sense now, said the deck chair. No, if anything, they make even less sense, shouted Robert. Oh, well, nothing we can do now, I suppose, sighed the deck chair. Can I ask one question, said Robert nervously. Go ahead, replied the deck chair. Why art Garfunkel, said Robert. He was the first person I thought of, shrugged the deck chair. Now release the scorpions. The scorpions charged towards Robert, engulfing him within seconds. They began to tear apart his board shorts and devoured his flesh. Robert soon found himself dead, a victim of his own unkindness to orphans. And that's the moral of this story, I guess, be nice to orphans or whatever. Something like that. Don't, don't shoot things out of cannons. That's the end of this story, bye.